What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very, very excited to be talking to Leon Klepfish, who is the founder of Callingly. Leon, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, going good. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. For people that don't know, which is probably most of you, Leon is a friend from Phoenix who's also building a, a pretty incredible company, one that I have been excited about ever since ever since he started. Um, so for people that don't know what Callingly is, um, Leon, can you kind of just share with everyone, like, what is it? Yeah, sure. So, so Callingly is a cloud phone system that makes sales teams faster. Basically, what it does is... It integrates with a sales team CRM so that when they get a new lead from their online form or something like that, um, it starts calling available agents. And when they pick up, they see who the new lead is and they just press any key to accept and it immediately dials the person. So this is good for the customer because they get a call back you know, within 30 seconds. And this is good for the salesperson because... Um, you know, a lot of research shows that if you get back to people in less than five minutes, your chances of actually contacting them and closing the deal um, go up almost 400%, right? So it's a, it's a win-win um, and it's been a really interesting product to work on and I've been really enjoying it. So just to kind of go deeper into how it works, let's say I worked at like a, you know, a big company selling enterprise contracts or whatever, like, you know, I, I was getting a lot of leads in the CRM. Can you kind of describe to me like in detail literally what happens? Because it's such a magical thing that you've built. I want to make sure people don't like don't don't blow past it. So if I work at a sales company and someone fills out a lead form, can you kind of just like walk me through the steps of what happens and how Colony Colony works in this scenario? Yeah, sure. Um I'll get into a little bit of I guess the technical details. But um so someone fills out a lead form or say they download like a case study, right? If you're talking about enterprise. Um, so then that information from the form usually goes into a CRM like Salesforce, especially if you're big. So then what we do, we integrate with Salesforce and we basically have an action in the workflow. And so there'll be a workflow that'll kind of say, okay, we have a new lead, you know, they're qualified because they hit so-and-so requirements. And then that basically shoots that leads information over to Callingly. So Callingly takes that in and then Callingly has a list of all the sales reps working at the company and then all their availability schedules. And then also if they're currently on a call or not in Callingly or, or however it is. And so it'll then figure out who's available right now to take a call and basically call them. So um, Callingly can actually dial out to 
uh, landline phone, cell phone, if someone's doing VoIP. And we actually just recently released uh, Mac and Windows apps too if you wanna take calls right on your computer. Basically, the salesperson, all they have to do, their phone is gonna ring, all they have to do is pick up, and they hear what's called a whisper text, which is basically says, hey, Matt Sherman is looking for so-and-so, press one to call him. You press one to accept, and then that just styles, starts uh, dialing Matt. Matt picks up, you guys have the conversation, um, then Matt hangs up, and then the salesperson gets a quick phone menu saying, hey, did you talk to Matt? Or did you leave a voicemail? Or did you get wrong number? So they enter in one, I talked to him, and then two, you can have a follow-up menu that goes, okay, so what was the result of the call? Is there you know, an appointment set or something like that? You enter in that in the phone menu, it says thank you, and then that call recording, and then the result of the call gets synced back to Salesforce, so everything is always you know, kept um, in sync, and you can run any workflows off of it, and then that's it. Then the salesperson's available to take the next call whenever the lead comes in. Now, if nobody was available um, when that lead came in, uh, calling lead would call, like nobody picks up, okay? It would wait, say five, 10 minutes, it would try again. And then if nobody picked up, it would try again. And you can kind of set a retry schedule to make sure that every lead gets a call as fast as possible. So there's a lot more details and things that you can configure with you know, who gets what leads, but that's kind of the general idea. So you pretty much built magic is what you've done is, is what it sounds like. Let's kind of go back to the origin story of Callingly, which is fun because I feel like I, I talked to so many founders about their origin story and I'm just this outsider, you know, not, not just like listening, but I, it's fun because like as you were starting Callingly, you know, I was like super stoked on it and helping out and stuff. So for people that don't know the origin story, which is probably most people, can you kind of share like why you decided to work on this and what it was like in the early days of Callingly? Yeah, sure. So the original, original version of Callingly was, was pretty different. Um, basically, it was when WebRTC was just coming out. And for those people that don't really know, WebRTC is basically the ability to have um, these voice and video conversations built right into the browser. So you don't need a plugin, you don't need, you know, Skype, anything like that. And I saw this technology and I thought it could be really applied well to, you know, sales and um, letting people have these kind of live conversations right through websites. So I built um, Callingly and the first version was even just called Call Us and then it became Callingly. And it was basically, you have either a link or an embeddable button on a site that, you know, somebody clicks it and they can actually call your salesperson through their browser without having anything else installed. And it was one of those um, things where it's, it was a really cool idea and it did really well on Product Hunt and a bunch of people signed up for the free version. But then after a couple months, I started to see that, hey, nobody's actually upgrading or paying for this kind of thing. And it's more of a cool idea than a practical one. Um, and I kind of kept at it and, you know, listened to customer feedback and tried some more things. And then based on customer feedback, um, it slowly morphed into what Callingly is today, where the idea is you're not doing, you know, a, a live conversation, but you're initiating a phone call because in the end, it turned out that everybody really wanted to do, you know, a regular phone call. They just wanted it to happen automatically as soon as someone was interested in a phone call. Um, and so, yeah, this idea was not even, you know, my idea. This came from, you know, just customer feedback after customer feedback. And I feel like, at least for, in my case, like that was the trick to getting the product market fit, right? Kind of letting go of my own, you know, cool ideas and listening to what my customers actually want.
And so that's one thing you must spend your time on, you know, during you, you did it back then, you probably do now, which is listening to customers. What are some other things that you spend your time on during the day? Or I guess in other words, what's a day in the life of the founder of Calling Lee and what does that look like? Uh, it's, it's pretty busy, especially since, uh, I mean, these days, you know, we're all at home. I have a, I have a two year old at home now. And so, you know, uh, it, balancing life and, uh, work is always tricky, but, um, in terms of calling Lee, um, I, I handle, you know, um, I wake up in the morning, I check the email and, and if the, any issues came in overnight, I have a couple of part-time support guys now that kind of ha- handle um, all the first touch questions. But then if there's any, you know, more complicated or technical issues, uh, they escalate it to me and I look at those. Um, I do demos for customers. Um, I help a lot with integrations because uh, for Callingly, integrations are one of the, the big keys. Basically, it's not a product that you can use standalone it has to be integrated with your crm or you know your hubspot or your zapier or at least your unbounce page or your facebook you know uh lead ads or something like that and so make you know helping customers get that initial integration is something that i do a lot i hop on a zoom and i help them with that um and then so aside from that you know trying to do more exploratory uh, sales and marketing stuff right now. I'm working with a couple uh, marketing consultants on that. And right now, the phase that calling is in, I'm kind of in this, in the middle of this process of going from I do everything to now I have some people that, you know, I'm hiring uh, to do it too. I'm having consultants help me with stuff. So I'm learning how to delegate some of this work, especially the stuff that I'm not best at. Um, and then hopefully at the end of every day, if there's time, I do work on what I'm best at, which is the product development, the software development, and I actually get into the code and then work on the next set of features. And so sometimes that, you know, takes me late into the night, but that's always the best time for a programmer to work anyway. How do you get the word out about Callingly? I, I've always been, you know, even though the product has evolved um, a lot in, 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 a, in a great way. Just the whole concept of calling Lee and the technology you're tapping into, I think has always been brilliant. Um, but like, obviously you need to be able to convince potential customers that. So mm-hmm. h- how do you get this out to sales teams and orgs? Um, you know, or I guess like, how do you, how do you thinking about like sales distribution? And once they get on the phone with you, do they kind of like, like, I'm, I have to ask, do they like ask you, is this too good to be true? Cause I do think you built something like, extremely special and i'm just wondering if it takes a second to convince sales teams that it actually like works as it's marketed no i mean i haven't really had that i i do get a lot of demos where kind of i you know i i start the demo with you know i share my screen i fill out a form and then i you know they hear my phone ring and they kind of get the whole experience right um but so i, I don't really get the skepticism but i get a lot of people saying like wow, oh man, okay, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like, and I kept looking for it and wow, this is great. Um, and then they kind of usually go through a list of questions that usually hit on the scheduling and the retries and what happens if someone, you know, submits the form at 2 a.m. and, you know, this call only call them in the morning kind of a thing. And I go through all those and they're, they're usually go like, wow, okay, yeah, you guys have like a setting for everything, which is just something that's taken a long time, but we do have a lot of customizations now. Um, but um, what was your original? Yeah, I asked you like seven questions. Um, it's I guess old, like ultimately, 
Um, I feel like this, this is a great tool for any sales org. Is there types of sales orgs that you're looking to get this inside of like types of size? And I guess the question is like, how do you, how do you get the word oh, out? Yeah. How do I get the word out? Word of mouth? Um, yeah. I got to get the word out. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, because I was a solo founder, um, you, you kind of have to focus on what you're good at. And I was not ever really good at traditional sales and marketing. So now that I kind of have, you know, the funds to at least, start hiring some consultants, you know, and finally doing some kind of standard SEO, experimenting with AdWords, you know, things like that. Um, but what originally got the word out was um, the integrations and co-marketing with the people that I'm integrating with. So it was kind of a double whammy, you know, you have to have the integrations to make Callingly work in the first place. So it was important to spend a lot of time on these integrations. And then the great part is then you do the integration, you know, with something like Zapier, for example, and you know, they're happy to co-market with you. They'll mention you on their blog, they'll tweet about you. Um, you know, recently, for example, uh, calling a HubSpot integration is very popular and we got mentioned as one of the fastest growing apps in their marketplace, things like that. So the more of these integrations you do, you know, the more, uh, people will find you because they're going to be looking for solutions in the marketplace. And then the more you get mentioned. So that that's been the primary um, way to get um, people using Callingly up to this point. And so, you know, as a software developer, it was something I could do, right? I couldn't do some of the other stuff, but I can write an integration. And, you know, it had the double effect of making the product more powerful and getting the word out. So we really focused on that. Um, and in terms of the size of uh, sales orgs, so right now kind of our, our sweet spot is um, sales teams with maybe between, with about, you know, 20 to 50 salespeople. That's kind of the ideal uh, situation. And we, we have some sales teams that are, you know, up to a hundred salespeople or even more, but we're still kind of, you know, working more and more on moving up market and kind of really fleshing out the tools for sales teams of that size. And so that's kind of also been an ongoing process where, you know, the original version of Callingly was really best for um, really like small businesses where it'd be, you know, one or two salespeople or it'd be like the owner and the salesperson on the phone. Right. And then slowly since then I've been building the features to move up market. And right now the medium sized sales orgs are kind of our sweet spot. You mentioned in there that now that you have um, the funds to hire, you're able to do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure must, a lot of this comes from revenue, but I also know that you, uh, um, in the last couple of years, you started working with Earnest Capital, um, which is a, a new funding source on the block, one that I, I really think is cool. Could you kind of share um, a little bit about what, what is Earnest and what, you're, you know, what it's been like working with them um, so far? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, um, I've been, I got funding from Ernest a little more than a year and a half ago. Um, and so Ernest is, they call themselves uh, an accelerator for bootstrappers, right? Which sounds a little bit like an oxymoron, but the idea behind it is that there's a lot of um, people bootstrapping businesses that, you know, maybe their goal is not to have the next, you know, billion dollar unicorn, but they have, um, a, a good size opportunity and they just need some funding to get started, but without, without kind of forcing themselves to get locked into the, you know, every 18 month do a series ABC raise from VCs. Right. Um, and so funny enough. So before I applied to Ernest, I actually applied to Y Combinator and I got an interview with them. It actually ended up being 
two interviews because they wanted two different teams to talk to me, but the, their final kind of, um, so I, I didn't get accepted, but their final kind of response was, Hey, we really like what you're doing. We think you're going to be successful, but we don't think it's a big enough opportunity for us to invest in. Right. So, cause they're looking for those billion dollar unicorns. And so, um, I mean, I couldn't even argue with that. Right. I kind of felt the same way where like, I'm not going for, you know, something that can go public one day, but I think it's a really nice size opportunity. Um, and so I applied to Ernest and it ended up being a really perfect fit. And so the way that Ernest works is they give you, um, about enough, uh, they give you about enough of an investment to, so that you can go full time and live on for uh, about a year or so. So in my case, their investment was $120,000. Um, and then their investment vehicle is brand new and it's, ca it's called a SEAL, S-E-A-L. But the idea is that they don't actually take, you know, any equity in the company per se. But what happens is that um, you get a certain, a certain amount of um, net income from your company the first X amount that you negotiate goes to you. And then after that limit, um, if you have any additional profit, 30% uh, of it goes to them um, until you've uh, repaid back um, how much they invested in you times a certain multiplier. And um, so if you, if you pay it all back, you're all good. They get their you know, locked in return um, and that's it. You own the company 100%. Um, or if you either sell the company or raise additional capital on traditional VC terms uh, before you pay it all back, whatever remainder you still owe, you know, it's kind of just like a convertible note. It just kind of converts into equity in the company. So you're still able to then go and raise a VC if at some point you realize, hey, okay, I do want to do this. Or if you really just want to grow the company, run it profitably, pay them back, and then you're still the only owner. And I thought those terms were great. Um, got the investment from Ernest. Uh, went full-time and um, they've been amazing to work with ever since. I mean, it's not just even the funding, right? We have um, a lot of um, their investors or our mentors and we all have, you know, um, kind of a discussion board and Slack channel. And we talk to all the other people they've invested in and then uh, hop on calls with some of the mentors, like when you need more specific advice. And I mean, they, they have, a lot of really big names, like for example, um, the founders of Basecamp are are mentors, and I've talked to them um, when I needed some advice specific to kind of their strengths, and then you know other people that have done businesses where they do integrations, which is kind of my big focus. Like, and so it's been a very very good experience. I appreciate you sharing that. I, I think Ernest um, and all all the f f funds that follow Ernest and firms that follow Ernest that into this realm of like revenue-based financing, you know, keep your equity, th things like that. I, I think it's, I think it's just getting started and I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, so going back to Callingly, uh, if we look, if we look at the big picture, right, let's like kind of look out five, 10 years, what would you say is the big vision for Callingly and the kind of what direction are you rowing in? So I think the direction um, that I'm going in now with the product is to um, start doing more of kind of the traditional uh, cloud phone system features, right? Which is where that recent launch of the um, Mac and Windows apps comes in, right? So this, this kind of came out of the whole, you know, pandemic and quarantine situation we're in, where, you know, when this all happened, a lot of sales teams that were working in the office all got sent home. 
And so everyone's working remotely now and they're taking their sales calls on their cell phones. And that's kind of not an ideal situation for a lot of them. So they, a lot of people asked for, you have something where they can, you know, just work on their computer, have their headsets, you know, be kind of more of a in sales productivity mode. And that's when I started looking into the process. And I really realized that, um, you know, Callingly should always work with whatever phone system you have, even if it is just calling your cell phone. But we should also give people the ability to, you know, kind of have their software phone system on their computer. And that gives you a lot more power because as opposed to just, you know, on the phone, if you want to control the call flow, if you want to do things like that, all you can do is enter in, you know, one through 10. Well, if we're really controlling the experience of software on your computer, you know, there's no limit to what you can do. You can, you know, um, type up notes, you can transfer calls, you can do three-way calling. Um, you can do things like um, having the sales manager uh, call in and coach the salesperson as they're doing their calls. And so these are all the different things that we're working on right now. And to make that happen, to make all those things happen, you'll need help, right? Like you'll need some employees. You'll obviously need customers, maybe more funding if you want. If not, obviously it's a great path as well. But you'll, you know, regardless of what you want, you will absolutely need help from the forward thinking founders community, all the people that are listening right now. So for my last question for you is how can the, how can the FTF community help? Are you hiring, looking for users, BD partnerships, sales teams? How can the community assist? Uh, always looking for users and partnerships are great. Um, I love partnerships, whether or not it's, you know, integrations or just kind of uh, partnerships in other ways. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, hiring uh not i guess not fully not official yet right not for any specific roles but if calling me is something that you're interested in and you think that you can help out get in touch with me i'm always really open to talking to anybody and if someone wanted to get in touch, um, how can they find Callingly? Like, what's the website? Do you have an email? Are you on social media? How can someone get in touch? Yeah, sure. So uh, the website is callingly.com. Um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, my email is leon at callingly.com. Um, we're on social media, but I guess I'm not on there as much myself. So yeah, shoot me an email if you want to get in touch. All right, Leon, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It was great catching up. Yeah, it was definitely great. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually 
One, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs. Two, raise capital. Three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.